from the smallest room in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live. Well, they knew where to go and they knew when to go there. So it's yeah. some sort of a, some, a to some degree, job. to some degree, they had some information. Had some info. I don't think they just like hey, hit the jackpot. Let's, let's uh, break rob, into this house. Let's rob this house where these Jews live in Midwood. <laughs> All you know? these Jews keep a lot of money around. Come on. <laughs> There's bound to be something in there. They Who's have their Jew gold. They like God to tell you. They got a lot of Jew gold. Look at 40 bracelets. All aboard. Because they, no way anybody who isn't Jewish would know enough about them to rob them. Right. Right. It ha- that's this Does kind that of thing. Sound, that, no, it's true. They're sort of insular. Yes. There's got to be a connect the dots line between whoever did this and them that you that's maybe two degrees of separation that they are able to get in there. Maybe two. Yeah. She was going through. She was going to give her mother's ring to her grandchildren and said, uh, hey, Henry 81 said of the bling belonging to Claire and her deceased relatives. Now, it says the thief apparently slipped in through a window sometime after they left. Yes, that's the time mm-hmm. to do it and snagged the accessories from where they were stashed in an opening in the ceiling. So clearly they knew something. Oh, they an knew opening it was up in there. the fucking ceiling right. they knew, yeah. along with a credit card and other personal belongings. So this is an inside thing. Somebody has knew something. Has to be. Absolutely, 100%. Wait a second. Maybe it's some kind of insurance scam. Ah, well. Trying to pull the stolen items also included an engagement ring and a watch that belonged to Claire's mother. I'm glad she's not alive because if she were, she'd die again. Oh, okay. That's good. Yeah. That would be impractical. <laughs> Two deaths per person. <laughs> Nobody uh, should have to die twice over a ring. They were, uh, Police uh, released images of a person who they say used the stolen credit card at a Macy's. Well, they, they didn't bother to put that Wait, image what? in here. Somebody used a stolen credit card at a Macy's. Oh, my God. That's 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 what, that's what oh you do. Oh, my God. You have $300,000 worth of... Untraceable jewelry, <laughs> untraceable, uh, and all you and 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 you decide to take the credit card to him. Now I don't think it was an inside job. Now I think it was black people, because <laughs> <laughs> that is something. Oh, you think that's like sort of a black person type that of way is, to do that crime? That is exactly something that a black person would do. I think a home invasion <laughs> is more likely. But I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, they 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 succeed in pulling off this excellent robbery. Yeah. They, this giant pile of jewels in front of them and also a visa card and they're like it's gonna take too long to move this i really need like some cologne right now so let me go to macy's macy's not even like Saks or anything let's go to macy's yeah. and use this stolen credit card to buy some crap just see what happens just see what happens yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on. Well, they still haven't caught them, so maybe, you know, <sighs> maybe everything is going to work no, out. <laughs> no, because now they're on camera. This is, they're going to be caught in a week. It's, yeah. uh, they, they're just not putting it in the paper. That caught they know in a week. That would yeah. be a, a great name for a, a crime show. Oh, hey, caught hey, in a week. Caught in a week. Well, they have the first 48. That is a crime show already. Oh. I think caught in a week would be. Would be similar to the first 48. Too similar. Similar to the first 48, but it's like a, the, couple of days later. a few yeah, more yeah, days. <laughs> we extended it. <laughs> uh, correction officers got into a wild brawl in Manhattan. That's with the third floor of the department of uh, corrections in the Department of Corrections locker room, third floor of Manhattan Criminal Court. 
Oh, I think I can say that better. <laughs> a wild brawl broke out Thursday between two female corrections officers. Uh, someone even sprayed mess. What a mace. Wow. In a Department of Corrections locker room in the third floor of Manhattan Criminal Court. Uh, yeah. The, it, with correction officers, it's always some shit. Yeah, I was going to say, they're usually so professional, especially the women. Correction officers, <laughs> man, are really unpredictable, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they they're are. Like, oh, my favorite. I mean, like, they'll get pregnant and shit. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. A male correction officer never does that. That's, yeah. Never. Well, I mean, the female correction officers also have been known to have a little bit of something going with the prisoners also. That's what I'm talking about. Get yeah. pregnant with yeah, a fucking... With the, uh, yeah, it happens. That, that retarded yeah. fucking Rondell Ron- Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. made me sick. I was... This is a whole other story, but Cop I was in Manhattan baby. Central booking once. Yeah? I Yes, I was in Manhattan Central booking once. Why? Uh, that's a whole other story. I see. It wasn't anything bad. I understand. <clears throat> but anyway... The female correction officer was openly flirting with the dudes behind bars in the holding cells, just openly flirting with them. Just like, and I'm sitting there like, this is fucking crazy. Like, this is actually fucking crazy. Well, give me what, what kind of things was she doing? Was she like, uh, it was like, uh, well, you know, it's like the lingo that goes between them. And like, they, 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 you could tell the little flirty eyes and the guys in there were like, oh, I'm going to hit that. I'm going to hit that. And she's like, she's like, mm-hmm, maybe you find me after I'm done tonight. And like, they, like, sit, like, I'm not even kidding. Find and me then, after I'm done. Yeah. And then like, but you in jail and, and shit. And after she walked away, like, the guys were like fucking all like yeah she she did you know ray ray two weeks ago like 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 this is like really what they do this is what goes on it's fucking crazy why do we have to get women in jobs like that i I think it's shit like that that ruins society it does it absolutely does and if i hadn't seen it with my own two eyes it just sounds like one of those things that you hear about and it's like yeah okay well i'm sure it's an exaggeration but having actually witnessed it i'm like jesus fucking christ this is actually what happens thomas i'm gonna take your word for it i might be a little bit more gullible than you. You said you have to see it with your own two eyes. All I had to do was hear about it right. from you and I believe it. Yeah. And I do believe it's true because you're a trusted source of information, I Thomas Palladino. And it, it, it's not that far-fetched, really. No. I mean, like, you have, like, kind of a kind of a dumb-dumb working in Manhattan Central Booking who sort of wants to flirt with prisoners. I mean, like, really, what's not to flirt with? <laughs> they're, you know, they're, they're from the same neighborhoods right. a lot of times. That's exactly right. So they yeah. have to kind of yeah. make nice. Yeah. And every girl needs some dick. That's true. But, you know, like, it seems like it could set up a conflict of interest situation. A little little one. I mean, you know, an extra bologna sandwich here. (laughs) Uh, Maybe that's what this fight was over. Maybe these two female corrections officers. Fighting over some. uh, Some some prisoners, you know, affections. (laughs) (laughs) That's my gentleman caller. (laughs) I think you got to. I think you have a good point. Mm. By the way, the killer dad uh, who burned his three-year-old daughter alive inside mm. a chain shot car in Queens, allegedly, oh, yeah. has been charged with murder. That's 39-year-old Good. Martin Pereira of Long Island. It was also charged with arson and reckless endangerment following uh, the blaze earlier this month. Yeah, this guy's a real piece of shit. Yeah. Chained the car shut. Right. Doesn't seem necessary. No. As for a three-year-old, they're, they're not very strong. They don't need the chains to, yeah. to, not, to, to not escape. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and, and like really... Um, it's gonna. Bur- he used an accelerant and stuff. It's gonna yeah. burn up it's faster. Bur- yeah. yeah, it was an Audi A6 or something. By the way, wow, that's a nice car. It is a very decent car. I mean, that's a. <laughs> Yeah. Not to get too sidetracked on the, on the. It's a nice car. I'm sure it's a nice kid too. You know, I mean, I'm sure that everybody's nice. It got they got hurt, but that's pretty. That's that's all. That just seems like 
why go to that much trouble? Right. I mean, what was the... Why what, kill I mean, your kid to begin with? I, I was just going to say, like, what did the kid do? Well, they have... What did the kid do? <laughs> I don't think it was a garage with the kid, I think it was, as we discussed. Right. I think it was... Uh, I think what it was... It was a custody battle that had been going on. Oh, and man. we know those can be snap. Those people can be very frustrating. Makes people yeah. snap. Those yeah. custody things make people go nuts. Yeah. If you if I can't have the kid, nobody is going to have the kid. Well, I mean and and at least the kid will not have to say, Was it my fault you guys split <laughs> right, up? Exactly. Because clearly it was. I mean, clearly <laughs> the kid was a bit of a source <laughs> of tension. <laughs> because it surely did not uh, turn out well. No, for anybody. He's like, I i I'll burn my fucking car. In the process, this is I. You don't understand the extent to which I'm ready to fuck everything up. <laughs> My life is over. <laughs> fuck this kid. You know this Carranza's mm-hmm. uh, shakeup. It says anti-white. He's anti-white. He's mm-hmm. an- this guy is such an odd dude. He he looks like 1961 or something mm-hmm. with his mustache and t- I like the way he's neatly groomed. Right. And, and and wears uh, you know his his, uh, his jacket tie suit the whole thing but he's a real jerk off uh, and every, he's a jerk off face everything mm-hmm. he does he wants to like okay here's what's going on with this guy right here mm-hmm. all right this is uh, uh, whiteness has become toxic under yeah. school's chancellor uh, Richard Carranza at least four top city uh, Department of Education executives who have been demoted or wow. stripped of duties under Carranza's sweeping reorganization are poised to sue the city, claiming he has created an environment which is hostile towards whites. Uh-huh. I believe it. These are pretty pretty liberal people to begin yeah, with, too. Yeah, if you got that far in the New York City Department of Education, you are not some raging, <laughs> you know, right-winger. You're, yeah, you're, yeah, not, you're not a, a closet Rush Limbaugh. No, 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 You're a commie. Yes. Uh, th- th- these decisions are being made because DOE leadership believes that skin color plays a role in how to get equity. Uh, that mm. white people can't convey the message. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Can't convey the message? I mean, this is, but this is really a fairly mainstream opinion for the Democrats these days. I mean, he's not saying anything that in a lot of liberal circles mm-hmm. is terribly controversial. No, that's true. And and it's good that, that it's being called out and they're going to sue and we'll see what ends up happening. Yeah. But, he, but he's right in the mainstream. He's literally right in the mainstream with this. Well, I guess then... Because this you is what know. they believe, that, that whiteness is toxic, that white people should not be in power anymore, and that, you know, race-based preferences are fair. Race-based preferences are uh, really the whole th- thing that was wrong before, I thought. Right. Like, isn't that what, like the that Martin Luther King Jr. Yeah. and all that? Like, they can't really claim him anymore. No, no, no. I mean, they, you know, it's as funny As far because, as I have a dream goes. Yeah, no, I, I've actually watched some some people on the left like tie themselves into knots explaining that Martin Luther King would actually in fact be in favor of this like modern social justice construct of racial preferences for everything now. And it just, I I mean, it just doesn't work. You know, they cannot say so specifically said, said, yeah, not this. Right. And, and actually saying that now, uh, is in fact, I, but I believe that the university of California has, has ruled that saying, uh, that you should be judged not on race but on character is in fact a microaggression according to their bylaws. A microaggression. A microaggression. Well, it's what, in their bylaws, and that a, a student could bring another student up on disi- for a disciplinary hearing. Yeah. Based on that, in it's, the University of California. Yeah, it's like the same as about maybe telling a girl she's pretty or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, exactly. Yeah. You can't say yeah. that either. Yeah. So. Uh, 
yeah, you see, you, the University of California system is just fucking retarded. Yeah, but yeah. all of them are. They're all the same. It's insane. I mean, but it permeates out. Like, it moves outward yes, from there. From the and, universities and into the is, mainstream. And this is what we're seeing. Eventually, they graduate. Right. These people graduate, degrees. and these are the expectations that they've kind of, you know, grown up with, and they expect it applied to the real world. Yeah. And they did, and then they, and they make did. it happen, and yeah. they make it happen, right? So, yeah, because they. And another thing, they really know how to leverage stuff, and they they, they blame people, they scare people, yeah. they a lot of yeah. But, well, they're relentless with it. That's their that's their biggest thing is that they have nothing better to do, and this is their all encompassing you know religion. And when they feel like as strongly about like they feel as strongly about the social justice stuff as you know the Crusaders in the Middle Ages felt about you know retaking Constantinople, like that is how strongly they feel about this. Wow. And, and these white liberals, will they think it's never going to happen to them. Right. Well, right. maybe it right. won't. And, and, and they think, oh, you'll remember what a friend I was because mm-hmm. I was really working for yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're, the, they're, they're always the first ones up against the wall. Well, maybe. I, I think that they might eat them last out of courtesy. <laughs> maybe. It makes you think of these other people like that you see. The, uh, I think that like. I don't want to get too political here. Let's move on. So meanwhile, the DOE has spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on consultants to coach supervisors on how to disrupt the power structure and dismantle institutional racism. Mm. Been a lot of discussion of white supremacy and how it manifests in the workplace and looking Mm. at how the white culture behaves, Mm. said a white executive. (laughs) White supremacy is characterized by perfectionism, Uh, a uh, belief in meritocracy, and oh, the Protestant no. work ethic. Not, the those, said. not those terrible what? things. Yeah, I've yeah I've heard this. Also. This characterizes white supremacy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're a perfectionist, if you believe in a work ethic, if you're punctual, all of those things, that's white supremacy. Meritocracy. Yeah, meritocracy. I in meritocracy and the Protestant work ethic. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not kidding. This is where they're at now. Well, this is literally where no, they're at. I mean, at I'm now. reading this out yeah, of the yeah, paper. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah I've, I've heard just, this before. I cannot imagine. Yeah. And it says uh, adding that white employees who object when accused of deep rooted bias are called fragile and defensive. Mm. Can you imagine if mm. we were, if we scrutinize blackness or brownness? Can you imagine? Well,. I mean, on this show, yes, I can imagine. <laughs> we might do it, but we don't tend to. We're being trained in anti-bias not to stereotype blacks, but they're fostering a stereotyping of whites. Yeah, yeah welcome wow. to oh. communism, <laughs> yeah, you dumb figure fucks. that one out. They, they leverage these things by, like, uh, creating all these, like, they you know issues. They stir up problems and stuff like that. Now, yeah. I'm not saying there's never been a race, but I'm not of saying course. they're never going to... Right. Good solutions and shit like that. However... It's not to the extent that uh, what we then what we've seen. Uh, it's not to this extent where no. they need to like. Well, here's what we're gonna do: completely flip the script. Well, I mean, social justice in general is all it really is is a uh, a way to institutionalize their own biases and preferences and rationalize the hypocrisy that goes along with saying that we're anti-racist, but this is why racism against the people we don't like is justified and it and it's language and it's an institutionalization of those kinds of hypocrisies that's all social justice actually is social justice more like social just us i mean seriously (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't all that bad that was good yeah Yeah, you have to yeah sometimes they'll be okay Look, I believe in meritocracy. I believe in a Protestant joke ethic. Ah. Don't be fragile and defensive now. (laughs) That that pisses me off, though. Wait a second. Deep-rooted racism and, like, these... 
Oh man, I love it. I love these liberal people in these companies being accused of just deep rooted racism. But you know what? It's truer for them than it would be for us mm-hmm. because they don't speak their minds. They put the, they, they file everything deep away and they right. have the bigotry of lowered yeah, uh, the expectations. Low, low expectations. They yeah. think all this is okay. I don't right. think any of this is okay. Right. I think everybody should compete on the same right. fair I mean, you know, yeah, level. These, these white liberals that, that, that excuse all of this because they feel this is the only way minorities are going to get ahead. Yeah. Those are, that's the real racism there yeah. in saying, Oh, we have to allow this kind of these, this kind of social justice construct Yeah, because otherwise minorities are never going to get ahead. How can they? They're obviously inferior to us and require us to kneecap ourselves in order for them to uh, get anywhere. You, you want a head start, Reggie? <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Take a little head start. Yeah. Go. You can do it. Look it's at true. him go. Look at him work. Yeah. Oh, wait, what's that he's doing with that clipboard? <laughs> wait, he's walking over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Well, uh, so there, that division includes the... Uh, I, will, I will look into this again. I don't know why. Can you imagine if we scrutinize black Mr. Brownness? I really... Uh, look yeah. at this fucking whore. <laughs> Anti-bias <laughs> training often, uh, often exposes these tensions. Oh, they say, like, oh, there's, of course it's going to expose some tensions, oh. you know? Oh. Did you know now, too, and, and uh, I'm sure that, uh, you know who's going to be talking about this next story, those two fucking dumb fucks from Too Woke to Fuck? Oh, yeah. Those guys, those guys. love, they're, they're just all on the wrong cause, on the wrong side of everything, yeah, and I know they're going to be talking really... about this with the, uh, like, they have on the SATs now, mm. they add, they have a, uh, a what, what, a, what, what, what is the uh, word I'm looking for? It's uh, when you've had problems. Uh-huh. Uh, a, uh, I'll find one second. I, 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 I remember talking about this. That's okay. It's an edit point. That's fine. <laughs> uh, uh, they're going to have a, um, what do you call it? An adv- adversity score. No. Yes. And on the SATs, an adversity score of one to 100, the average will be 50. And depending on wow. 15 factors. You will get, you know, more than the fifty. Wow. Yes, it's it's uh it's no longer considered to be just like wow. merit is is oh like the days God. of like of of, of just merit. take the test and you do you 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 get a you you make the how test can, and you get in and that's how, it. I just don't understand how everything can be institutionally biased. It's like there's no way. These are the facts you need to know. We all know that these are the right. facts you need to know. This, this is the ways that you need to be able to analyze these facts. Well, yeah. Do it. Yeah. And then... I had to. I said everybody else. It said that uh, people who with wealth and people with better educated parents, there's a correlation between them and higher scores. Mm-hmm. Both of those things. If you have money and if you have uh, well-educated uh, mm-hmm. parents. It stands to reason. Yes. Well, what the fuck uh, is... I mean, so you want the higher scores... I, it, it's, I don't know what to... And, uh, and I, I mean, look, if it was literally just based on wealth, like if they literally just put a curve just just arbitrarily by saying people that are that are dirt poor should be should be should be looked at a little bit differently than people who are very very wealthy i could almost <laughs> almost see that but that's not what it is it because it's because one of those ca- categories i'm sure is race well no actually they claim that the race is not an element of it. Then what else, then what are the 15 things? But they're not named. They're not Oh, there it's are 15 mystery. things. It's a mystery. It is a mystery. Uh, okay. But but they are but race is, is supposed to not be an element of it. It's uh it's things like 
um, the the crime uh, in the in the neighborhood where you grew oh, up. There you go. Okay, uh, so that's how they get race in there. Because poor white neighborhoods are not as dangerous as poor black neighborhoods. You could walk through a poor white neighborhood at night and you'll be fine. You walk through a poor black neighborhood at night and you're in trouble. And maybe. That's, and that's and that's a fact. Unless you're a poor black person who's you know selling drugs. Right. Then, then you're you might not be okay. in trouble. Then, then you're probably okay. Then it's probably your kind of place. And then your score is probably through the roof. Right. Well, that's your, what I'm your saying. Adverse, that's, adversity that's, score is really that's high. That's how they get race in there without actually saying that that race is a factor. Because it did say that like it wouldn't uh, say if you were a middle class uh, person whose mom was addicted to opioids, mm-hmm. you wouldn't. Right. It wouldn't help. It and wouldn't I don't help. know. And how did they exclude that? Right. Exactly. Financially. Well, I mean, there's the always choice a, of the drug. Because that's not because that's not what they're after. They're not looking to make things easier for middle class white people. Not they're at all. looking to make it the, Right, the, but I just wonder like what are the questions they ask yeah, or how the, do you the, know? the criteria yeah, to make they, that shake how out. How do they get how do they yeah, how it's do weird, they arrive right? at these criteria to don't begin know. with? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, you know, exactly yeah. as you said, to bring in more diversity right. without saying oh, no, I know, but this how, is what we're doing. And I don't know why not just say it. Like, how do they how do they collect the data from the kids? I'm angry that they don't make it a quota when it is a quota. Right. They're like, we want to have a quota, but we don't but want we don't to be say, going around well, having because a they quota. Because they know that the quota system, that the days are numbered with the Supreme Court. They know that the qu- that quotas are probably not going to be able to last a lot through a lot more court fights and they figure this will stand up this will stand up because they're not because it's not a quota it is i mean technically speaking colleges can let anybody in that they want based on criteria that they want as long as it's not uh racially motivated that's what the that's what the courts will end up finding uh-huh. uh you know if, if, if yale wants to say we're only going to let low-income people in for a year they can do that you know right. as long as it's not racially motivated so they're wor- they're but- they're looking forward to the to to quotas being struck down in the Supreme Court, but isn't there some kind of uh, I mean weight given to the fact that this is in service of diversity? Mm-hmm. That's why they're doing it. According right. to the New York Times story, they say like the colleges have been looking to to you know get more diversity. Mm-hmm. And how much more diversity do they need in those colleges? I mean, I feel like those colleges are basically run. Why do they need any fucking lo- diversity? Why? Yeah, any? No, why it's any? true. Yeah. Why? I don't understand. Why? Why do people like think diversity I is mean, such a good thing? The diversity thing for the colleges. I mean, that's that. That's pretty. That's pretty simple. I mean, we worship credentialism now, and the colleges know that they churn out people who are going to be placed in positions of power based solely on the degrees that they issue. So their idea is to issue degrees and credentials to the kinds of people they know will wield the power in ways that they want them to wield it. So if you go find, you know, very, very left wing or people who are predominantly going to vote the way you want them to vote, which are the minority communities, then you want to make sure that those minority communities get as many degrees as they possibly can, because that'll ensure that they end up with the corporate jobs and the government jobs that are going to be necessary to further the agenda. That's how we ended up here in the first place. Mm. Everybody turns around and says, how did all the institutions and all of the corporations end up, you know, so left wing. And this is how it happened. It's through, it's through university, uh, uh, college diversity programs. Uh. It's working out exactly the way they want it to. And they want it to continue to work that way. Well, I mean, fortunately, I was. Never, I mean, for me personally, I didn't ever care about success anyway. Ah, yeah, so well, that's, the, that's the key. I mean, <laughs> you have to, <laughs> you know. I'm I'm going through this life, and I'm realizing like nobody really seems to give a fuck if I succeed. <laughs> Come to think of it, I don't either. <laughs> now you've succeeded. You have a degree from where? NYU. And NYU degree in what business or something or uh, political pol- science? Political science. Yes. Okay, great. And 
So you're a pretty smart guy. I guess. And how did you make it through? Oh my God. Are there, were there still some? It was, you see, when I went, I mean, it was the 90s. You're mostly white. You're half white, at least. I, I, uh, Italians, <laughs> I don't know. You got to ask, you got to ask Richard Spencer if Italians count as white. <laughs> you know, when I was in school, it was, it was uh, very, very liberal. Um, it was, but I was able to distance myself from it. That's part of the reason why I went to NYU also, because it was, it's the kind of school where you can like go to class and then leave and not be sucked into like the university experience. You know what I mean? Oh, if you, well, if you live in New York. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, I was able to not like, like you weren't like living on a campus or something. Like I, I got a, I actually had a scholarship to go to Cornell, but I decided against Cornell because I didn't want to live in Ithaca, uh, and be like in the middle of that university. You could have gone to that Cornell. Does a Cornell have a school out in the, uh, out in California? Cornell West. Uh, do they? Did they then? No, I don't know if they joke, did then. Cornell West. Oh, uh, Co oh Cornell. Silly. Oh, oh. Cornell West is that, uh, <laughs> well, that's not a, that's not a very good joke. <laughs> Cornell West. Oh, I attended Jesus. Cornell West. Oh, that's pretty funny. Well, yeah, no, uh, it was, it was, I mean, listen, I didn't, you I, made it out. I did make it out. And you know, I used to argue with professors. I got in, I got into fights with the, with the campus communists. Yeah. Um, I had never even met a communist until I went to NYU. I did not know <laughs> that communists actually existed in the United States of America. What year did, was that? 94, 93. Well, shit. 94? I wouldn't have known either. No, I had no, I thought, the I wouldn't have known. I thought, you know, I thought it was a joke. The Russians were communists. I yeah. knew that, right. but I didn't, but it was so bad it was such a bad thing. Like my entire life, it was such a bad thing that I didn't think that anybody was actually a communist in reality until they I went to school. They were the bad guy in every in movie. In every movie. Against Rambo. Yeah. And everybody. And, and again, and Reagan, you know, the yeah, communist, Mr. Yes. Gorbachev. We defeated communism. Yes, now, that was, and then I go to really NYU didn't. and I see these protesters and I was, I was always a pretty conservative guy, but I went up to the protesters who were, actually protesting something that Bill Clinton was doing. It was, you know, when Bill Clinton launched those missiles at, at Iraq, like Operation Desert Fox, it was just like a, a like a little minor, minor blip on the radar. Yeah. That, uh, Iraq violated a no-fly zone, so Bill Clinton launched a couple of cruise missiles so, to, okay. to whatever. I believe it. But they were protesting even that. I mean, it was a five-minute thing, and they were protesting that. So I of walked course. up to them, and I said, you know, you liberals, blah, 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 blah. I said whatever I said, and, the, and I, I'll never forget, the, <laughs> the woman in charge of it looked at me, she goes, we're not liberals were communists. And I said, what the fuck? <laughs> I said, I could not believe that this was, I said, a communist. I said, what are you kidding me? I didn't know. This was the first time I'd ever heard of such a thing. I was just imagining like you then, and right after she said that, you heard the opening strains to Aqualung. <laughs> you know, just like, it's really, it's really creepy. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. These, yeah uh, we're was, not liberals. We're communists. Yeah. It was a really strange thing. And then from that point on, that was when I had first started there. Or I wish they would all say that. Right, would, at least, would, it at would be least. great if they would just at, go ahead and own up. Yeah, a, a, Adam Schiff. You're right. I'm just not a liberal. I'm a communist. Just say it. Just say it. They're really working up towards it. It feels, feels like a what's her name? An AOC. Yeah, uh, she's she's out and proud. She's getting there. Well, she's, she's bringing them there quick. We have deviated to politics. We have fully. Oh no. We've fully done it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Whoever Sorry. gives a shit. Yeah, somebody like. Uh, 
But hey, by the way, I, I'm going to I'm gonna do what every podcast does right now. I'm going to say, hey, would you guys do us a favor? If you enjoy the show, won't you please share it? Uh, I hope you've enjoyed it. Share the show with somebody. And then also uh, you can rate it right there on iTunes. It's huge help and review it. Leave a nice review. Don't leave a, a shitty review. I mean, you can leave an honest review, but, leave, but make it nice. Make it nice. And especially, uh, you know, a five-star rating. Nothing less than a four-star rating. I can't imagine why anybody would listen to a whole podcast and then go rate it. Uh, you have to really hate our fucking guts, right? <laughs> you have to it's really like, be jerk. I listen to 45 minutes of this yeah. and I'm giving it a one star rating. Fuck them <laughs> <laughs> for that 45 uh, minutes of free, thoughtful entertainment. Yeah. So, don't, don't do that. So we appreciate your, uh, your uh, listening. Most of all that, that is what I appreciate. And, uh, you know, please subscribe. That's that's another big thing. So I've done all that shit. Uh, you know, share, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, CrimeReport.nyc. I'm putting some show notes there now. I don't like to make any promises because you know what? Fuck it. You start making promises. <laughs> it, it, expectations. It, expectations are bad. I start to resent doing anything. Yeah, yeah. So so mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, you go there. Maybe there'll be a little some show notes page and also uh, Patreon.com slash Pat Dixon NYC. I think that I am sharing shadow band or something on oh, there. So you got to no. go exactly patreon.com slash Pat Dixon NYC. There's the new one. There's the Patreon, Patreon. alternative. Com. There's that. There's that I'm, thing. I'm going to, I'm going to do that pretty soon. Try. What is it? Subscribe star? But I've got a few people on Patreon that uh, I want to yeah, keep. Yeah, and so, yeah, you and can if, do and by the way, you do both for, you know, and I just fixed the uh, levels too. You know I mean? It's like, it's a dollar. It's three, it's five. Uh, you know, I, I've got some 10 and twenties, you know, oh. per month or whatever, but like you, to me, like if you get the video show as well, well, you know, that kind of, that, that's a little something. And then all sorts of little bonus videos and shit every once in a while. I, again, under promise, over deliver. Exactly. That's uh, the key. Well, hey, Thomas, thanks for being here. Thank you, Pat. Thank you for listening to New York City Crime Report. By the way, tonight's show brought to you by cigarettes. <laughs> Don't forget, you always want to have one of these at the ready when you feel a little anxious, feel a little bored, feel a little depressed, even if you're happy. Oh, they'll enhance that. Yeah. There's a little message in here. Uh, it turns out that the people who make cigarettes went all to the trouble. They went to all the trouble to, to make these the best possible nicotine delivery systems that you can get. The cigarette uh, is second to none when it comes to getting nicotine, that addictive chemical, into your bloodstream and making you feel 100% better for a little while. Uh, yeah, smoke them for the rest of your short-ass life. Cigarettes made of tobacco. <laughs> made of tobacco. <laughs> mm. Boy, that makes me want a cigarette. But uh, you got your girl here. Oh, really? Where is she? Is she on, is she on a Skype thing? She's right there. Hey, how are you, Soph? I'm doing well. I uh, saw you earlier on YouTube talking to some morons. Well, yeah, that was quite fun. I was quite energized by that. We were talking for about three hours. Really, man? Do you do? Do you ever get uh, worn out? Do you ever do you run out of energy for just talking into a screen and stuff? And uh, well, with that sort of interaction, I find it pretty fun. You know, debating people. <laughs> you didn't get to say enough, though. Those guys. It sounded like there was like eleven of them, and you couldn't. I, I was having a hard time. Maybe it was just the part of the argument that I caught. But uh, can you? Uh, Explain what it's about a little bit for the people watching who uh, aren't aware that you're a Nazi and everything. Well, it was um, it was four of us. It was me and my friend Victor uh, debating these two other guys. One of them, his name is Nafuckers on YouTube, and he had some friend with him. And essentially, like a 
a few minutes before we went live, no fuckers uploaded a video calling me a Nazi. So we just went live and uh, decided to debunk it, and we got him on there to debate him about it. Oh, and uh, so uh, he, he, th- that was it, calling you a Nazi. I noticed that he kept bringing up this thing that you want to kill all Muslims. You think all Muslims mm-hmm. should be killed. Now, whether you think that or not, I, it's not really important. Uh, well, we all, we all have. <laughs> However, uh, you know, you should be able to say it. What's the big deal? You know, I mean, do you feel that you've been radicalized by the all right? No, I don't. Well. Yeah, I, I don't think I've been radicalized by anyone, really. I mean, I'm just a right-wing person, but I guess that makes you a Nazi these days. Yeah, sure does. Uh, yeah, anything of uh, outright communism seems to make you uh, an absolute... I mean, you're you're really you're you're a social outcast, and uh, it, it doesn't take very much to be called a racist. Or, I mean, Nazi is a, is it's ridiculous how much that's uh, the resurgence of that. But I, I'm glad to, it's interesting you say right wing. Everything you say sounds kind of right wing, but mm-hmm. it doesn't ever seem overtly political. Do you avoid uh, like um, politics for any particular reason, or is is it just not really a part of the art? Well, I um I talk about politics on streams. I haven't really gotten to politics on my videos yet. I've I've just been talking about other topics because my most of my audience is pretty young and not all of them want to get into that sort of divisive talk. So I, I talk about things that are more like current and um, relevant to them. But I am pretty interested in political topics and maybe my channel will uh, go in that direction later on. I was wondering that was going to be my next question if maybe you would. Uh pursue that uh going forward you're very convincing you know i mean everything you say is true and that's a great way to be convincing uh and you say it in an interesting way it's entertaining i'm a big fan i first saw you my wife brought me a video uh we did some kind of little pilot here we we're talking about some of the youtubers you know it was like you and like maddie b or somebody uh, who is like uh boy what a, what a talent that maddie b is he's <laughs> Uh, but, but you were great, and it was it was the video um, with the Seinfeld music on it. I can't remember exactly what it, which one it was, but you were ta- you were talking about cumping and stuff. We were like, "What the fuck is this girl?" <laughs> <laughs> and and you look young for your age, as you've you've uh, mentioned before. Uh, so like, it, it, it's kind of an advantage, but you're getting thrown off of platforms just like uh, anybody else. It seems like, mm-hmm. like well, uh, yeah. They treat they treat me as an enemy just the same. I mean, they're more uh, compassionate because I, I am a child and I am a female. So they're more likely to say that somebody like Victor radicalized me and I need to be saved or something like that. <laughs> so, yeah, the, yeah, you could totally be a victim right now and you're not doing mm-hmm. it. My God, that's um, that's that's like it's almost un-American these days not to be a victim, as much of a victim as you can possibly be. Uh, you uh, recently moved out to California, is that right? Yeah, that's true. And uh, you're from uh, New York. How are you liking it out there? Um, it's pretty good. I mean, the weather is far better, and uh, there's more things to do. I'm not that far away from San Francisco, so there's lots of activities. Oh yeah, you could join Antifa. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could. <laughs> Oh my God! What and or you know go step in some human feces I guess out there in San Francisco. It's a mm-hmm. do you do you, uh, put a, a you know there's a correlation obviously between like liberal cities and you know shitty cities. Yeah. Uh, do you uh, do you look at that as a, as a direct cause? Um, I think it's uh, possible with the sorts of policies they employ. I mean, the place that I see it the most is uh, in the schools. 
I when I came out here, I definitely saw that there's more leftist doctrine being pushed. You know, they they have classes called social issues and ethnic studies, like, and they you know talking about immigration policy in English and and talking about feminism and in uh, history. Like, it's it's really weird. Feminism in history. You mean like mm-hmm. trying to apply like a modern standard to a yeah, distant talking, past? Yeah, talking about um like body image in the media, that sort of thing. It's really strange. Oh my god, body image in the media. That's a that's a pressing topic for you guys. I mean, that's mm-hmm. so much more important than uh, you know Greek uh, classics or I don't know what. The, I mean, I didn't learn anything myself, but like I, I do put a high value on it. I'm sure that there's you know there's hope for everybody else. My God, and uh, as I was saying earlier in the show, you are somebody who gives hope to you know if everybody was more like you, um, you know the millennials fuck them right. You know, I mean like not everybody in my generation is like is any good. But, like, the millennials are just all bad, it seems. Mm-hmm. Are they teachers now? Uh, so, yeah, I have a few young teachers uh, here and there. And those are actually the ones that are leading the classes about what I mentioned before. Funnily enough, you know, the the, the older teachers are just talking about normal school subjects. <laughs> right. Yeah, things that you normally learn. Mm-hmm. And the other ones are like, well, let's see, ethnic stuff. What, what, have you had an ethnic studies class yet? Uh, no, that's next year. I would have taken it, but I'm actually transferring out to an alternative school so I can get more time to work on my hobbies. Oh, great, which include changing the world and everything. Uh, so uh, you uh, were talking about possibly homeschooling. Did you rule that out? Uh, I think, yeah, like my parents are too busy to sort of organize that for me. So it's easier to do an independent study school where you where the school takes care of the curriculum and you don't have to sort out all the paperwork with the state. Okay. Uh, it's, uh, I'm not really, uh, familiar with, I don't have any kids, so I, I stopped paying attention to all this shit a long time ago, but, uh, I do know that charter schools get better results. They have charter schools out there yeah, in California. Um, I'm, I haven't looked into any of them in my area. Yeah. Well, they, they, the, the test scores always seem to be higher. Our mayor, Mayor de Blasio, I guess you must be familiar if you were out this way, uh, not too long ago, but he's, he's an absolute communist. You know, he's, he's preaching this like share the wealth kind of message and stuff. He actually oh, said, he said, there's plenty of money in the world. It's just in the hands of the wrong people. Oh, good God, man. Mm. That must be rough. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> he wants to be president is the thing. He never wanted to be mayor of New York. It's it's pretty mm-hmm. insulting. Uh, who is your mayor uh, out, out there? I mean, like, uh, I don't yeah, in San Francisco or whatever. I mean, no uh, idea. No idea. Okay. Uh, politics on a local level sometimes is kind of, especially there's a lot, a lot of bureaucracy, I'm sure, out in uh, San Francisco. A lot of red tape. So you've gone from... Zero, you know, followers and stuff. You have over eight hundred thousand followers. Uh, that must be quite a power trip. Yes, it is. I'm constantly nowadays just blown away by opportunities like this. Like, I don't, I am not sure how I ha- I got it so good at such a young age. Mm. So I feel like I'm I I don't deserve all the stuff that I'm getting. Um, even even two years ago, I this whole thing it was started by a shout out by a bigger YouTuber, and I got. The hundred thousand subscribers in just a few days. Mm. Well, I mean that's the first hundred thousand, but then you have seven hundred thousand more who just love your content, yeah. and it's great content for real. Everyone should subscribe. Thanks. It's S O P H, right? And, yes. And you've uh, and and now the thing is with you, you're not just like playing video games or whatever and trying to. Get, I mean, for you, you really care about the content of the videos and the art yeah. of them and stuff and the editing. You do all your own editing. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, a lot of people uh, who I've shown your videos to, they go, oh, well, someone's writing that for her. But that's, yeah, that's n- not true. That's not the case, yeah. Um, essentially, so the Victor guy I mentioned before, he's 16, he lives in Brazil, and we've been talking over the internet for about three years now. And um, essentially, I'll, with the videos nowadays, I'll type up a draft over, I don't know, how long it very it varies from video to video like the suicide bomb one that took a while to put together just based on how many ideas and observations are in that mm-hmm. um and i'll i'll do the draft and it'll it'll be like four pages and then we'll go over it together and um just bounce ideas off of each other for maybe intervals that are skits or just making it more punchy and succinct yeah and yeah that's something that almost no female entertainer is concerned with so it's <laughs> it's definitely welcomed and uh, especially you know in in a 12 minute video and people watch the whole thing i know i did um and it's just it's so dense every line in it is great it's a little Thanks. more i don't want to call it serious but it like has a more serious uh, kind of message tone or something like that you were really goofier a little earlier and uh, so is that a is that like a direction or is that just like well that's how that video turned out um i think i don't know really i'm just sort of following where the ideas go and i just try to articulate them as best as i possibly can i don't know if it'll become more serious i mean i'm certainly dealing with more um, serious topics, mm-hmm. but I, I think, you know, I'll keep it comedic at least. Yeah. I remember now what it was. You almost got killed. You were on the bus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's a true story. Yes, it is. Oh my God. She's like, uh, the the bus closed, the uh, school bus doors closed on her backpack and she went like two blocks mm-hmm. while this dumb bus driver <laughs> drove her along. It's, it is. Does that get a lawsuit? Like, did you get hooked up after that? Oh, I mean, yeah. What was the case on that? I, I don't no, think it went I anywhere. Mean, yeah, he was a pretty old guy, so he just got fired. We didn't really pursue it or anything. I was uh, like six years old, so it didn't have any effect on me. So I, I wasn't really <laughs> infuriated or anything. I didn't really want any money for that. <laughs> What a, that's that's certainly not the kind of thing you expect to hear from anybody these days. But uh, I'd be like, yeah, we didn't really want any money for this near-death experience. I was sick, so I, it didn't affect me. The rest of us are just waiting to get pulled by a bus just so we could be like, uh, like a million? I can't wait. <laughs> a crack in the sidewalk? Come on, 100 grand. Give me 10,000. We had, you know, Sharpton's daughter got a bunch of money for some uneven sidewalk, and then she went mountain climbing and shit. Uh, now, how do you figure out, what, what are you most interested in now, I mean, like, uh, in, in talking about? Like, what do you, what's your next video going to be? Um, I'm not exactly sure about my next video. It might be, like, the first officially political one. Uh, I certainly am more interested in politics nowadays, interested in philosophy and religion and that sort of thing you know mm. average like 14 year old trying to be edgy whatever i wasn't gonna say those sorts of topics. <laughs> um i guess all that sort of stuff less i used to be more focused on whatever was happening in the youtube sphere and that sort of drama but yes. nowadays it's like it's like a soap opera there's no reason to really uh, interact with it man that's great because like i am never going to get caught up when it comes to that stuff it's like it's impossible for someone uh, who's not, uh, what, under, I don't know, how, how old, what's the, on the outside range of somebody who can, like, possibly keep up with all that shit, do you think? 
Um, probably if you're still in high school, I think you'll have enough free time to be monitoring all those things on Twitter. I've got a lot of free time. Now you're off Twitter now. Are you, did you get thrown off Twitter or no? No, I'm still on Twitter. Okay. You're still on Twitter, still on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, uh, we should, uh, is what at sewer nugget. Is that you on Twitter? Yeah. Sewer nugget. Oh, that's nice. A nice little sewer nugget. The guy who uh, you were talking to was, he struck me as, uh, now I saw another video where he was kind of like bashing you. Can we look at a second of that? I don't know who this guy is, but he's just, he makes my skin crawl. You know what I mean? This the second he starts to talk, he's very unpleasant. And he has a lot of bad things to say. Do you mind if we look at at that for a minute just so we can all, like, not a fan? Back in the day, everybody like Keemstar and Paracynical promoted, and everybody was saying that this is the smartest 12-year-old in the universe. And Lucien Kobe has been the absolute perfect example of that. Now, before I start this video, I need to address a couple of things here. First of all, um, back in 2016, Lucien Kobe was trolling me. She said like my ex-girlfriend was a bimbo or something like that. And back in the day, I made a response video saying that I would not make a proper video on her because uh, she's a 12-year-old girl, and I would have beef with a 12-year-old girl, you know? And people are gonna say, why are you making this video right now then? She's only 14. Well, honestly, guys, I don't give a shit anymore. And as well, this is a very big issue on how the youth has been radicalized by the internet, and I think it needs to be discussed. And the second point that I need to address is that people are going to say that I have a personal agenda against Lucien and Kobe, that I'm trying to take her channel down, and I'm trying to make her people unsubscribe from her as a result of this video. But I'm not. This video that I'm making right now, I know it's actually not going to bring any real damage to Lucien and Kobe's channel, because well, at this point, your entire fan base is edgy 14-year-olds that went on poll once and think they discovered the ultimate truth and they hate all Jews and blacks and Muslim people. So wow, the that's pretty... Kobe's won't find out anything new if I tell them that she's racist, right? So yeah, let's get into this. Initially, the way I found out about this whole thing is that a friend of mine sent me uh, a link Okay, small Destiny, doses. Pause for a second. <laughs> Man, that guy is an absolute nightmare. Now, do you know him from YouTube? Obviously, you must. Y yes, I do. Uh, we, yeah, he mentioned that we've had some beef before <laughs> essentially i had a video where i said the commentary community on youtube you know was just recycling jokes wasn't that funny and i pointed out a bunch of other things that i had a problem with you know unoriginality that sort of thing yeah and uh, he was one of the people that got pissed off about that didn't really rebut any of my points just you know I forget what he even said but he just called me egotistical a bunch of times so i called his girlfriend a bimbo and yeah. <laughs> well, that brings us to now. Okay. Uh, but no, it, it seemed as if also uh, like that he is, uh, does he really believe, do you think this guy really thinks that uh, you've been radicalized by the internet? Well, after the debate, after about two hours of arguing with him, he admitted that I'm not actually a Nazi, but he still thinks I'm racist because I have distaste for Sharia law. So what well, are you if do you're about not it? if you're not doing Sharia law, you don't like Sharia law. That's yeah. the way I figure it. You know, like it's it's everybody who likes it is doing it. That's I don't know why I'm doing that. But can we get her back on screen? There she is. 
Uh, let's watch some more of this Sharia long. Trying to convey some trash social message that is epic and red pills. I don't want to listen to that shit, guys. I don't. So I just googled or something and I came across a Reddit post which basically links all of her uh, racist comments that were on her Discord. So I didn't bother like, listening yeah, to her videos. I just found a place that linked cancels. all her racist <laughs> comments <laughs> out of context. Yeah. Everybody that follows politics in the world. Yeah. And all of her uh, racist comments that were on her Discord. And I was like, yeah, Lucian Kobus is fucking cancelled. <laughs> if you watch Lucian Kobus' videos back in the day, um, all of the videos were partly written and edited by this guy called Vaporub Boy. This Vaporub Boy character is one of the biggest factors that contributed to the radicalization of uh, Lucian Kobus. So yeah, this Vaporub Boy guy, he had a huge impact on her channel, on Lucian Kobus, on her content. And I decided to go and check out his Twitter. And what he has on his Twitter is him saying that the Christchurch shooter that shoots up a mosque in New Zealand, um, that he's a hero. He so said, I don't see it. Branson. It doesn't seem to say that. He's not. At least it's not showing that. He's just uh, showing some uh, some sympathy for Rother uh, Rotherham. All the grooming and rape that's gone on there. Good God! It's like thousands of people. That's no. gonna be a yikes for me, dog. It's gonna be a yikes for me, dog. <laughs> it's pretty obvious that he has a very big it's influence like a on her bit. and it's these so insane strange. thoughts, Cobus, and of her becoming a fucking alt-right uh, racist idiot. Like, her Twitter oh, is absolutely come ridiculous. On. Like, she literally sympathizes with Bolsonaro, who's like an actual fascist, and she's saying he's a pretty reasonable politician. You know, you could say she's going through that phase where every 14-year-old Stop it, stop it, stop it. I, I love the way he's like, I didn't want to have no beef with a 12-year-old girl. 14-year-old girl, fuck her. That's a good distinction. I, now, I, I'm not going to ask you to comment on all this because you just said you're trying to get out of this shit. So, you know, why not uh, leave it? But I mean, obviously, the floor is yours if you have anything to say. It's all like it's all stuff that you could figure out with a simple Google search. Like, no, Vapor Boy does not edit my videos. I just send memes to him on Discord. Mm -hmm. Like, I put it in my descriptions of every video that I edit the videos and he... Can't even be fucked to, like, just look at it. Mm. And then uh, he calls Bolsonaro a fascist or something. And, you know, so all this empty claims about me being a Nazi. And the only evidence he has to back it up is yikes. So. Yikes. Your tweet there, I believe it just said that Bolsonaro is like a regular person on the right, not even a far right. What do you think mm -hmm. of the – they're inventing terms for us now. They, they started off with, with white nationalists and now – Obama condemning nationalism in general. I mean, uh, what the fuck, man? I mean, like, how, how do we how do we stop them from telling us who we are? Um, I'm not sure. Like, yeah, we are losing the language war pretty bad with that. They're just they can just keep throwing terms at us and, you know, immediately put us off in a box. And I guess you have to sort of fight fire with fire about that sort of thing. Mm, we got to come up with names for them, right? Yeah. Besides libtard, that doesn't it doesn't really work. Mm, what what do you suggest? I mean, something that that assigns like a really really sinister thing like racism. Uh, I guess we could call them racists. <laughs> well, the problem is they. I would say equality of outcome is just as murderous as whatever racism terms they throw at us. But it's not. It's generally considered that that's not the case. So you have to sort of change the common opinion about that. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it's a little bit easier for them. All they have to do is just give us a term and, and yeah, with shit that everybody's already against. But we have to change the whole the whole narrative, you know, that equality of outcome isn't guaranteed. You know, that's in the schools, too, right? People mm -hmm. test and they get into, like, an elite school. That's, that's going to be a thing of the past. It's just going to be a certain number of everybody. And it's going to be unfair for the Asians. Yeah. 
the new the new white supremacist, I guess, you know. It's things used to be so simple, you know what I mean? There were white people, black people, everybody got along, but we joked. You know, I mean, and you have, you said something that during that argument today, you're like, but it's funny, you know, it's, it's mm -hmm. absurd. And that's why it's funny. And that's what they're missing. The left has no sense of humor. Yeah. They're trying to implicate people as Nazis because they found a joke on 4chan funny or something, mm -hmm. or that because I make jokes about this stuff or I make hyperbolic statements that I don't really mean I'm, you know, radicalizing people. <laughs> And I, I just don't I don't hold the responsibility for that sort of thing. Right. You're not running for anything. You're not saying follow yeah. me, uh, although you do have quite a quite a lot of followers there. I mean, like maybe you should radicalize them all. I mean, some sort of a little course or something. I don't know. You can make a lot of money off that. Well, what, are you afraid that you might someday lose your your audience by getting thrown off YouTube? Um. I don't think so. I think there's always an alternative. And if there is no platform left, just make your own website. Like, it's not like you're going to be kicked off the Internet entirely in America. So oh. I think there's always another option. And, and um, you know, even people like Richard Spencer can still make a living. So. Yeah, thank God for that. Uh, but uh, Alex Jones, you know, they 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 seriously hurt his uh, living and and like for nothing, for nothing. I I I don't know how they've spread it into conspiracy theories now. You know, just from mm -hmm. using racist terms and stuff. Now PC thought, and now conspiracy theories. I mean, isn't that outlandish to you? Yeah, you, like anything that challenges the common narrative can be put into that box, and that's why they did it with conspiracy theories as well, because it's you know dangerous to them because it's like honest, authentic thought. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's anybody who's who doesn't have a good couple of conspiracy theories now just isn't paying attention. Mm -hmm. uh, well, you know uh, what you said a minute ago. You can always start your own website and everything. That's how this place got started yeah. was when my boss got fired uh and uh he wasn't my boss at the time but uh you know I, I came to work for him a few years ago great situation you can say anything you want racism is actually encouraged even i don't really uh, you know whatever but it's there it's kind of like the thing on the buffet that you can take or, or leave but no uh, kidding of course it, it's, it, it's it's they think of themselves as the free speech network i think i think it's like you can't use the n-word on mondays and that's changing. And that's changing? Well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I never liked the way that word sounded coming out of my mouth. It's in Mondays? Uh, yes, Mondays. The M word. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, hey, um, I don't know. Like, uh, if, if you ever uh, find yourself looking for a place to... Uh, do something, you know, Jesus, I can't offer you anything, but I mean, you should come here, you know, I mean, like, would, would you be interested in, in having a show on Compound? Of course, that's an amazing opportunity. Really? Oh, wow. God, we should consider this done. Man, this is, I'm going to, I'm going to bring it up and see what happens. Is that, do you, do you mind if I do that? I mean, like, I'm not your agent or anything. You might want to like, you, do you have people? Uh, not, I just do everything myself I'm on the internet all the time anyways, but that'd be great. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, and, uh, anything else you want to talk about before we let you go? I think we covered all the bases. Yeah. It's this is uh, an extraordinary entertainer and, uh, you know, the, uh, YouTuber of the, of now and of the future. Uh, so right? that's it. Yeah. All right. So everybody, and I hope to see you again soon. Thank you. Hope to see you as well. Thanks for having me on. This is a person I respect. How often does that happen? What's up, Chris? She's great. <laughs>